Hey everybody, welcome to Heidi and Tony Explore Cleveland. A podcast all about Cleveland and fun things to do. We go exploring. And we go eat. We eat lots and we enjoy it. So join us as we share these experiences with you. And we hope that these experiences inspire you to enjoy the great city of Cleveland. Welcome to... Another episode of Heidi and Tony Explore Cleveland. We got a lot to talk about in this episode. We do, because... A lot to talk about. We knocked something off of my bucket list. Yes. And went to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Please don't turn off the radio now from listening. No, please don't. It was on my bucket list. There were a lot of things that I wanted to check out in Pittsburgh. It's not that far of a drive. This is our, well... Two and a half road adventures. You don't like when I use the word half. But the one we stayed in an Airbnb in Cleveland. And we explored Cleveland with Sherry and Karen. And then Sherry and Karen hosted us in Pittsburgh to return the favor. So, again, this was our third Airbnb expedition. And I will say it was kind of like living rustic in Pittsburgh at this Airbnb. (laughs) Well, can we talk about when we first pulled up? Yeah, so, right, rustic. There were the lantern flies. Well, so when we first pulled up, we had a half an hour before we could get into the Airbnb. Yes. And as soon as we pulled up and parked on the street, I'm like, what in the world is that huge bug? Huge. It was huge. And so Heidi gets out of the car and she takes a picture. Well, because I didn't want to kill it because I was under the impression that if I killed it, I thought you had to Because of what we have to do it. here in Northeast Ohio. Yeah, I thought you had to report it. If you killed it, they want to like track where they are, their like migration of them. They're very, very harmful to trees. Well, there's specific trees... And fruit plants. Oh, yeah, the fruit plants. So grapes. Wine. Wine is at risk, people. Yeah. Like, you you need to kill them if you see them. And So you saw the wine. I took a picture of the wine. We ran, got back in the car. and She then, ran. I didn't get out of the car. Then we looked around. And they're everywhere. Oh, my God. They were all over the houses, all over the poles, all Outside. over everything. Yes. And they're flying around like pterodactyls. Yes. I, I'm not disagreeing. Right. So this was like... So, so... And they wanted to go to the botanic gardens, and we're like, we don't want to go outside. Do yeah, any... Yeah. any Please, don't take us outside. Because I, I don't, you know, we don't... I don't rest, do the rustic. <laughs> and I don't like bugs. Yeah. So that was the first part that made this place rustic. But the other part was there was no wine opener at this place. And we didn't We didn't bring find one. that out until later, though. This is much later. but it We can was, talk about that later. It still was rustic living. <laughs> I fixed it. I know. You did fix it. <laughs> we have video to prove. There's video? Well, there was a video of you banging. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work. So we saw on a hack, a life hack. Yeah. I've, I've heard of this before. Yeah. That you put the wine bottle in a in, shoe. In a shoe and then you s- slam the bottle in the shoe up against, against the, the wall. wall. <laughs> and it's supposed to like push the cork out. Yeah, get the cork to come out. It, it just wasn't it, working. It moved it a little. 
A little, very little. Like a little. So I don't, how did you open it? I pushed the cork into the bottle. Oh, yeah. With like a screwdriver or? My finger. Ooh. Did you guys even have screwdrivers? With your man hands? You pushed? Yeah, so I couldn't get it all the way in. So I had to push it in with a tool. Like, I don't even know what I used. Right, it was a like lighter. a screwdriver. Oh, a lighter. Yeah, there was um. a lighter that I used to push it all the way in. Cause I... and, and because then... of this, then Karen and I had to drink the entire bottle. Yes. Because there's no way it, it was necessary. It wasn't. You and and the effort. Yeah. Okay, so we get there, we unpack, yada, yada. Then we go to the Andy Warhol Museum. Oh, yes. That was our first stop. Yeah, it was our first stop. I was super excited about going. This was the one place that I wanted to make sure we got to yes. on this adventure. I was telling you guys, I watched the Andy Warhol Diaries on Netflix, and I thought it was fantastic. They used AI to like read the diaries from his voice. And so I was very excited about going. I learned a lot about the Andy Warhol. I'm sorry, did you watch it before we went or after? Before. Oh, I didn't realize you had done that. I mentioned that fact like six times in that museum. Was that you talking about that? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it, it was... was me telling you about the Andy Warhol diaries that okay. I watched I on Netflix. I remember talking about it, but I didn't realize. I thought Karen was talking about it. Well, she was saying her daughter watched it. Okay. Because I kept saying, I wonder how Andy would feel about this museum being in Pittsburgh. Okay. That's what I kept saying, which was the impression I got from watching those diaries. He left Pittsburgh as soon as he could get the heck out of there. And he went to New York City. And he was a very innovative artist way before his time. He really made it for himself in New York with the celebrities and yeah. his installations and all of those things. So I was just curious how he would have felt about the museum itself being in Pittsburgh. And then Karen was talking about her daughter was saying kind of the same thing and maybe he wouldn't have wanted a museum at all. But we found out at the end. Right. Because we started... There's seven floors. There are seven floors and we yeah. started at the top floor and moved our way down. Well, first I want to point out that when you first walk in... There is his red velvety couch yeah. that's kind of like moon shaped, like half moon shaped. Yeah. And there's a picture of him on the couch, and I wanted to make sure I got my picture taken on the couch. And we did in the same position that he was yes, in on the couch. Yes, I tried to, but I don't think I'm in. I, I tried it, you did a to good mimic job. it. So then we started on the seventh floor, and it kind of goes down through like his decades, or maybe like his different art periods and things like I, that. I, I believe it was different decades. I want to talk about accessibility. First of all, it's highly, highly accessible, but they have these three D art images that are representation of his work that they've made into this three D model. But it's tactile for yes. people who are visually impaired. Yes. So somebody who's visually impaired can run their fingers over this art piece and they can feel what it was that he did. Yes. I thought that that was great. They and have, the description is in Braille. Yes, and the description is in Braille. They have other things that I saw on the website that I didn't realize. They have stuff for people who are autistic and sensory 
sensitive. Uh, they have stuff to accommodate them. They have hearing impaired things as well. They have an app that you can they do download. Have an app. There was just a bunch of different ways that they incorporated sensory or accessibility or some sort of disability into the museum. And I really just really loved that they did that. I thought that that was great. It, it was, absolutely. One of the things that I saw on this website that I didn't see while we were there, or maybe you did, I missed it, I'm not sure, but we could have done our own video in there. We could have made like our own video. Oh, no, I didn't see that. I didn't see that either, but there was that. And then down in the basement, there was stuff where you could, like, make silk screens and, you know, practice oh. and do stuff like that. And I think they have classes and yeah. just different things that they're really trying to create the artistic creative edge and encourage that kind of thing for folks. So Yeah. So, anyways, I personally loved it. I loved going through all of his work. You pointed out that we saw the Marilyn Monroe exhibit. Here in Cleveland. In Cleveland for free. In the art museum for, for free. free. Yeah. I mean, that art museum, if you haven't got there, listen to our episode and go to that art museum. Absolutely. I just love Andy Warhol. I think that he was just so ahead of his time. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Just going into his museum, you can see that. You definitely can. I agree. We got to one of the floors that had the silver cloud installation. Yes. And you could go play in that room. I loved it. That room was a lot of fun. It just literally was a bunch of silver helium balloons that looked like pillows. And yeah. we bounced and them could... around. Please be gentle. But you could see the video that he made. Because he didn't just do canvas mediums. He did oh, videos he did... and tape recorders. and He did all kinds of stuff. He wrote as well. Yes, he did. He wrote as well. So he had lots of different mediums that he incorporated into his art and creativity. When you walked out of the Silver Cloud installations, you saw the video that was the original inspiration for that room. Yes. And I believe it was like a ballerina around all yeah. the silver clouds. I personally liked that room a lot. I loved the room that had all of the silk screens as well as The Last mm -hmm. Supper. In that Netflix show, there was a lot of talk about that Last Supper. So to see it in real life, and it was enormous. Oh, yeah. It was enormous. They have a very, very large elevator in that building to move pieces mm -hmm. in and out or from floor to floor, however, you know, whatever they need it for. And we were talking to one of the people who work there, and she said that some of his stuff is in Paris right now. Mm -hmm. So his stuff is traveling the world for the world to see, which I think is fantastic as well. Absolutely. On each floor, as soon as you walk off the elevator and turn... It goes through that decade and mm -hmm. what was going on in his life. Those were cool to see. And there were drawers that you could open. Yeah. And yeah, there was a lot of good stuff at that museum. To get into the museum, there's different ticketing prices. It's $25 for adults or $13 for child, seniors over the age of 65 or those who are students. Children under the age of three are free. They do have memberships available 
I was kind of confused looking at the membership details on the website. It looks like if you're a member for four museums, Carnegie Museums in Pittsburgh, this is one of the four to be included. And then, of course, you know, you would get in for free once you pay for your membership as many times as you want. And one of the things that I thought was cool, too, with their hours of operation is they have Good Fridays. And Good Fridays mean that they're open later till 10 p.m. Oh, wow. Nice. So I like that, too. We paid $8 for parking. They do have their own parking lot, but their parking lot attendant is in a Brillo box. Yes. A Brillo box. I thought it was great, to be honest. I was super excited to be at this museum. They have gender-neutral bathrooms, which, you know, I get real into that kind of thing, too. Everything was accessible bathrooms. Everything is accessible. They have a cafe there. And they have a photo booth. They do, yeah. We didn't do the photo booth. Well, there were some people already in there. Yes, and we another were going person to. was waiting in line. And then they have a gift shop. We took forever in the gift shop because Heidi could I not forever. decide. Well, listen. When we first got there, I saw the gift shop and I said, I'm just looking to let the three of you know. I'm going into the gift shop and I'm buying something. I don't always have to buy something at a gift shop, but I was like, I'm buying something in this gift shop. So I knew I was going to buy something. I just had to figure out what it was going to be. And I walked around, walked around, and I couldn't, I just couldn't like, couldn't figure it out. There were some really cool things in there. I'm not saying any of that. There was very cool things. I get it because I got a pair of socks. That's weird. I don't wear socks often. But the gift shop is huge yeah there's a lot in and there. there is so much stuff to choose from that's what makes it difficult because i went through everything twice and then i found it then she found it my eye mask which i use eye masks to sleep at night yes i love having eye masks i love new eye masks and i came home i did not tell paul about my eye mask and i went to bed <laughs> And I laid in bed. All of a sudden, the bed starts shaking. <laughs> like a freaking earthquake. And he just loved it. He, and then he had to wear it. And there was just a big thing yeah, with the eye mask. Have wearing it. No. Oh. Do you know who this is, Matt? Marilyn Monroe. Yes. This is Marilyn Monroe. And it's so comfortable. Oh, my God. I like a good weighted eye mask. And uh, this is soft, it's weighted, it's silky, it's satiny. I love it. And then there was like a whole Maryland table. I must have missed it when we first walked in. But then I also got the glass. And this is what the silk screens look like. Yes. These were my purchases and I could not be happier. My socks say I am a reality show. <laughs> we are. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the truth. I like it. I like it a lot. And then... I don't know if you want to mention or not. I wasn't necessarily going to, but it seems like you want to mention our next stop. Yes. Okay. So the next stop was... The Mexican War Streets. And we went to Randyland. We did. So this place, we couldn't take pictures. We couldn't. It says not to, so we didn't. We took pictures... Outside before we went in of what it looks like outside. You were very impressed with the different colored bricks. I was. I was going to say that bricks are colored. They're pastel. They're beautiful. It was a cool place. My cousin's been talking about this place for a long time. She had never been, but she kept talking that she wants to go. Mm -hmm. It was very overwhelming. 
how did you describe it? Karen described it as Sanford and Sons graveyard. Okay, but <laughs> it's organized in a specific manner. I just it's, don't understand and it's very like this colorful. This time of year, are they keeping all that stuff outside? It doesn't look like it's kept outside. It doesn't look worn and torn. And the ground is sand. It's sand. There's steps you walk down, mm-hmm. and it's sand. I mean, we were there for probably 15, 15 yeah, 15 and the, minutes. And, and the lantern flies were there. The lantern, look, the lantern flies were everywhere we went. There was no getting away from the lantern flies. But so we went to Randy Land. That is near where the mattress factory is, which we didn't go to the mattress factory either. They don't make mattresses there. No. The mattress factory is another unique museum. I've never been either, but it's it's nothing to do with mattresses. So I hear. I don't know why they call it. I also have never heard of before the Mexican war streets. Me neither. So we left there. And we went to... I didn't even write down. I forgot. There's so many places there, I totally listen, forgot. Listen, we went... It was it was a fantastic time, but it was nonstop. It was. It was go, 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 go. Because yes. this, is, this is only half of our day so far of Saturday. Yes. So then we went to Church Brew Works. This is a old church mm-hmm. that was turned into a brewery. Still church form. And they used the pews... As your tables. As your tables. Like, everything is just rearranged. Stained glass windows. Mm -hmm. It was fantastic. Yeah, so they have a full-service bar, and they brew their own beer there. I think they only sell their beer there, right? I believe so. So we got flights. Yeah, you and Karen got flights. Mm -hmm. And Sherry Sherry and I... She got a coffee martini. Espresso martini. And I got a cucumber watermelon something. Yeah, that our waitress recommended for you. It was great. I had two. Mm-hmm. Was it just two? I don't remember. This was I, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it was, and it was fantastic. But we got food. We like kind of did family-style dining for oh, we did. appetizers. We got the buffalo chicken. That was a main course. They had chorizo meatballs. Chorizo meatballs. You got Brussels sprouts and almost ruined my <laughs> life. Because we all know that I'm not supposed to eat Brussels sprouts, so oh Heidi was only le- only let me have like this much. Yes, this is the truth. You were first of all like a child. Can I can I have more? 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 No, you're not getting any more. Can we have they a to-go so box, good. please? They were so good. So then the Brussels sprouts for our future adventures got left in the car, and we get back in the car, and it was like, oh it my was gosh, disgusting. Whew. So then on the way home, it got put into my lunchbox, which I had brought some meat and cheese and stuff that Paul packed for us. Thank you, Paul. And She didn't even know what Paul packed. <laughs> did it. He's so good to us with this podcast. He really is. So anyways, I get home, I open up the lunchbox, and woo! I had to put baking soda in my lunchbox with the lunchbox open it overnight was, so that yeah. the smell would go away. Yeah, it was. This is the Brussels sprouts. They were delicious. They, You know, Brussels sprouts just have the odor to them. They're small cabbage balls. And we had spinach dip. We did have spinach dip. And we had a pretzel. Oh, of course, Tony got the pretzel. Oh, the with best the thing about the pretzel is neither Sherry nor Tony like mustard. So Heidi got all the mustard. 
That place was accessible. We were there for a bit, though. We, we, we relaxed. We took our time sipping our drinks, and it was a really nice time. They have an outdoor patio. Yes. It is accessible. With, you, with a bunch of lantern flies. Well, we sat inside. We did. And tried not to swear. It was absolutely accessible. But I did trip. I just want to point that out. Because that was not the bathroom that was accessible. She did. First of all, I just want to say, I didn't really trip. I just kind of misstepped. And I thought nobody saw me. No, it, we nobody saw it. We so heard I it. So I thought I was going to be able to play it off. She came back to the table and I was like, Heidi, did you fall? I like, she was like, my cousin oh. asked you. She was like, I was hoping nobody saw it. I was like, we heard it. Yeah. I'm not the most graceful of people, but it was fun. We we did that, and it was a good time. Right. The church so then, free works. Yes. So then we leave there. Well, I think, though, before we go to any further adventures. Oh, we do. We need to take a break. <laughs> We're not even done with Saturday yet. We're not even close to being done with no. Saturday. We will talk about all of that when we come back after a break where you will hear a message from our sponsor, the Cooper Foundation. We'll be back after these messages. Everyone needs a helping hand from time to time. Families that have children with special needs need it more than most. That's where we come in. The Cooper Foundation. In 2015, Craig and Christine Cooper decided it was time to lend that helping hand. Having a daughter with autism, the Coopers wanted to help families that didn't qualify for assistance. Over the last eight years, we've provided funding for communication devices, summer camps, and other items these children need. The Cooper Foundation continues year after year to extend our reach in the community. We have many projects on the horizon, including our annual fundraisers and our ADA compliant playground project. Our dedication to children and young adults is something special. For more information, please visit thecoopfoundation.com. If you like this podcast, We ask that you like, follow, share, or leave a review. If you visit any of the places we've talked about, please let us know about your adventures on our social media pages. We look forward to your comments. Now let's get back to our adventures. All right, welcome back from the break. We should get back to Pittsburgh. Yes. Our next stop on the trip Mm-hmm. was the incline. Now there's two in Pittsburgh and we went Do you know what they are? I I can't pronounce that. <laughs> I was asking Mono I was asking Paul if he could spell it. Mono Manangahela. Manangaleha. Manangahela. Manangahela. So do you know why it's called the Manangahela? Some Indian name? <laughs> It probably is originated from that, but the Monongahela incline is on the Monongahela River. Gotcha. And that's as much history as I know about the word Monongahela. Okay. <laughs> but that's why, because it's on the Monongahela River. There are two inclines. The other one is the Duquesne incline, and it's further down. Okay. I was really hyped about Andy Warhol, but there were other things that I wanted to do as a must-see, and the incline is one that I feel like anybody who goes to Pittsburgh for the first time, you should do an incline. Oh, it was great. You go across the river to get to the incline. Yes. Then you get on the incline, you go on a rail track or an incline. 
and you go up the hill. That's how you get up there. Yes. You could actually drive up there, to be honest. There are roads that take you up there. But this is a more touristy way to do it and more fun. So you go up to the top, you get off, and then you're on Mount Washington. The road is called Mount Washington. That's the name okay. of the street. So you go up there, and they literally have lookout points up there. They do. and Which Tony was fearing for her life. No, it wasn't bad. There were certain ones that I didn't want to walk on. Or get to the edge of. No, I'm afraid of heights. I'm like, let's get to the edge and take some selfies of the no, city. No, thank you. We don't need to be on the edge to take some selfies. It's all very structured. You don't need to touch it. You don't have to be on the edge to take pictures. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. It's $3.50 per person. For, for a round trip. Round trip for three and a half hours? Yeah. Which... That's a bus ticket in Cleveland. Yes. We did have to pay to park. We were at Station Square. We did have to park in a parking garage. Oh, I forgot about that. That was $15, I think. I don't know, because I jumped out of the car before we got she our had ticket. To go potty. <laughs> it was 15 for the parking. But there's a whole bunch of restaurants and mm-hmm. shops and everything. And there's more, like, lookout on the river. Like, there's more where you can, like, walk around and see the views from yes. the other side of the river from there's, street level. And there's history down there that you can read about. And there's fountains. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much more than just the incline. So we got to the top. It takes three minutes. I Googled. It says it's a three-minute ride where you're slowly climbing up a mountain. And we got to the top. I will say, I don't think this is accessible. There is no public bathroom, so I want to mention that as well. Anyways, we get to the top. (laughs) And there was a festival happening. That was total random. Yeah. It was like a street festival. We walked around a little bit, took some pictures, came back down the incline. And then when we were leaving, we saw a group of people, a group of four, coming and like towards us. And we said were you going to do the incline? And they said yes, and we We gifted our tickets. Yeah, we're like, you got an hour and a half left. Yeah, here's your ticket. Yep. But up there, I love going up there. I love seeing the city from that point of view. I think that it's just such a unique way to see the city. It was a great, beautiful view. If you go to Pittsburgh, you need to do this incline. So, and then we went back to the Airbnb just to change our clothes if we needed to because we were going out again. And Heidi got a Uber. I did. You know me, I'm I'm for the Uber. I think I'm the only person I know of my friend groups that Ubers, but I love to Uber. She does. And we went to the Pot Shack. Yes. This was an unexpected surprise on my part. Well, because Heidi's like, I'm not really into putt-putt, but, you know, let's go. And and Sherry said the same thing, I think. Yeah. And I'm like, I like to putt-putt. I I don't care. I'm not good at it, but I'm all about having fun. Sherry actually signed us up before we got there. Mm -hmm. She got us all signed up for a specific time and everything. So the website recommends that you do that. And when we got there, she just had to say, we're here. She had to put us into the kiosk. Yes. There was a kiosk that you have to go. It's all self-set up. You just go and put yourself in the kiosk. And it's a full bar, so you can drink, and you're waiting for your tea time. So you watch for your tea time almost like you're at the airport. You have to, like, watch, like, your name, and it'll say, like, now... 
you know, go to the green now or whatever it says. So And there's different courses. Yeah. There's, How many was there eight different courses? I wanna say there were seven. Okay. And we were at to be at the sapphire. They had emerald. They had, you know, different. Ruby. Yeah. Just different colors. That's Gems. how they. Yeah. And so we were going to be at the sapphire one. So we got some drinks to wait because as soon as Sherry got us checked in, it said you had so many minutes before. Your we tea were, time. Yes. And they had servers walking around too like even while we were playing the game there were servers that were walking around that you could have ordered drinks from and and whatnot so anyways we get into line yes and tell her we're with sherry yeah so we get up to the girl who's standing there she's like are you part of this party yes there's four of us and because sherry put us in the kiosk she's like okay who is sherry and the lady would hand Sherry Sherry's ball. She handed Karen Karen's ball when the name comes up on the computer, right? Mm-hmm. Tony and then myself. And Karen says, I, I really didn't know or wasn't paying attention. She's like, are these balls identified with us? And these balls keep score? And the girl said, yes. Yep, that's exactly what they do. I, you keep your ball. Yeah, I was your shocked. Ball Yes, your ball keeps your score. So it doesn't matter what order you go in. No, but you do have to finish your turn. Right. As long as you have your ball, it's going to keep your score, which was awesome. And each green had its own computer. Yeah. TV, yes, to tell you your score. But it also did other things. Like it would give you motivational messages. Like, get the ball in the hole, Heidi. Yes. Like, you know, just fun stuff. When you put the ball on the tee, it registered you. And then each hole. So it was red until you put your ball on. And when it was green, you were ready to go. Well, and I was getting nervous because we were like reading these things while we were waiting in line. And one of the things was like, you have 30 seconds once it turns green. And I was like, 30 seconds for what? When does it turn green? Like, I was getting a little anxious about all that, but it's when your ball hits the tee, right? And then each hole is so interactive. It has its own theme. Yes. So there was a Tetris theme. There was a beer pong theme. There was... Connect Four. Connect Four, yes. There There was was trivia. Pinball. Yes, there was. (laughs) I don't know which one it was, but it was... One of those where it um, bounced through. There was a ski ball. Yes. The point of this course is the highest score wins. Yes. You and many golf, points. The highest score wins. There were certain holes on each course. There were certain holes that were green or red and if you could get your ball to hit into the green hole you would get plus 10 points if your ball hit the red you would get negative or you could just go to the course (laughs) so when you were talking about the beer pong some of the cups were red or green so you could have tried to get your ball into a cup or you could have bypassed that and went on the course when you did the pinball one, the first stroke doesn't even count against you because you had to get it up into the machine. Yes. 
then it would pinball itself to the different apparatuses and there were some red and green which you didn't have control of where your ball right. was like bouncing around up there and you earned points when it bounced yeah. off of things well, and you, went or, in certain holes or it took points off if it yes. hit the red so it was like psh, 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 psh. and then you know depending on what colors you're hitting is what scores you're getting and then your first stroke is when it lands on the green i got three holes in ones on this course she did which has never happened in my lifetime which was shocking shocking to me i did too i got two i think yeah i think the other girls did too the other cool thing about this place was you didn't have to go in order if there was like a party of eight in front of you and you're just a party of two because there were a couple dates that were happening and stuff you could go whatever course or hole that you wanted to do except for the very last one you had to do that one last because it takes your ball but you could play whichever hole you wanted to play that was empty or available to do i thought that was kind of fun too yes that place was so much fun i didn't expect it to be as much fun as it was no it was a great time it was a totally and for somebody that hates to play pot pot and the courses were different too they didn't necessarily have all the same games we went around and looked at some of the other ones Mm -hmm. and then i saw some one of the other ones had a roulette Mm -hmm. so they weren't all the same right there was just different things to do on the different courses it's never going to be the same when you go right which i thought was fun and the tetris one that you were talking about like the things were actually were moving, moving while it was your all ball interactive. was moving yeah. yeah it was it was so much fun they do talk about doing corporate events or larger parties and there was ways to check in if you were eight or less or eight or more or if you're a corporate or a party or something like that and they have food there too so if you want to sit down and have dinner first before you're doing your fun stuff go and have dinner there too i highly recommend if you have a putt shack near you because it is around the and I country believe they have one in columbus do they yeah yeah so if you have one near you i would suggest this is a fun birthday party absolutely go check it out a fun date night it wasn't a short time it took us a little bit to get mm-hmm. through the course yeah and it wasn't that much it was 14 dollars to play per person no i would i would definitely do that in a heartbeat yeah. again the drinks were a little on the higher end but again you're downtown in the city at a place like this i mean that's what you're gonna do so i'm not complaining i'm just letting you know yeah no do it yeah so then we get the uber back we go home and then tony starts banging the oh yeah wine bottle onto the wall yeah yes yeah and we just snack on stuff we literally ate once that day oh yeah well thank you paul for packing us snacks yeah we all snacked on the his snacks yeah and we were very happy. He even packed scissors and yes. the tray. So I, I cheaped out and I just bought like a pre-made charcuterie plastic thing from the grocery store. And he took all that out and put it into my lunch box with an ice pack so it would be cold. But he packed the tray so that we could spread it out onto the tray, which we didn't. We're not but, that bougie. But... It was so kind of him to do that. It was. So, yeah. And he packed us grapes and... And, and nuts. Yeah. And, yeah. He did pack us nuts, too. Yeah. Well, I yelled at him when we came home. I said, why didn't you pack us a wine opener? 
I'm just kidding. I'm very appreciative. Because <laughs> you expect the Airbnb to have it. Yeah. So we were Somebody up might to have like, stole it. Who knows? We were, and we all had our own space to sleep in, too. We did. So that was nice, too. We didn't go to sleep till what, 12 30, 1 o'clock? Mm-hmm. And then we got up and started our day. We were out by 10, I think. Mm hmm. And we went to the Botanic Gardens. We went to the Botanic Gardens. And, and had breakfast, lunch. It was lunch. Yeah. <laughs> so luckily, Heidi and I have our Holden Arboretum membership. So we were able to get ourselves and Sherry, Sherry and Karen, Karen in mm-hmm. for free. Sunday was a completely free day, except for lunch. Except for lunch. It was a free day. As soon as we got there, we sat down and had some lunch, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. What we didn't know was this Botanic Gardens is gated. What? I'm just letting you talk about the Botanic Gardens. All right. So here's here's <laughs> another thing, too. There's a map that you can follow. There's trails through the Botanic Gardens. The best thing I can compare the Botanic Gardens to is the Metro Parks here. Yeah. Here's what I will say. We are spoiled here in Cleveland. We do have the Metro Parks. Like you said before we start recording, we have the Metro Parks that actually run through our city. We have the Cuyahoga Valley National Park, which I live in. So we are used to seeing trails and things of that nature. One of the things that spoiled us even more is we went to the Holdem Arboretum before we did the Botanic Gardens. So this is literally trails through a a park-like setting. Yes. So there's trees with labels and information on those trees. Right. There is not much Like plants and flowers and... Correct. There, There was not much outside of the trees. There was information on aviaries. It was not a real aviary. I, I mean, they don't want to get people bit by or stung by any bees or anything like that. So but, it was kind of educational. That was educational. Correct. But outside of that, the only flowers they had were... In the front by where we had the lunch. Where you entered, <laughs> yes. Yeah, the building. They do have a gift shop. They do have a membership program. They did accept our membership for the Holden Arboretum. They even gave us discounts for the gift shop, which we didn't buy anything for, but they would have honored that, and also the cafe. You know, it was something that we still got to experience and use our passes for. Correct. And so that was good, too. And again, their city does not have the Metro Parks or the Cuyahoga Valley National Parks. Their city is literally just a city. They don't have trails to walk through like we have. We have the Metro Parks downtown that you can walk through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all of ours connect too. Yes. Into the Emerald Necklace. So anyways, we did the Botanic Gardens. Um, we did some walks. So again, we got some exercise in. It was free for all four of us to get in. We had a fantastic lunch with nice scenery. Yes. They do have event space that's there. For those that do not have a membership, it's $15 to get in regularly. And it's free parking. Yes, free parking. For some reason, it's not called Botanical. It's just the Botanic Gardens. Not sure... Why it was called that, but 
But anyways, we went and we had a great time. We left there. We went back into the city because that kind of took us out of the city. We went back into the city and we went to the Heinz History Center. And I was excited about this too. Yes. So we parked in the lot right across the street. It was $5. You had to use a debit card or credit card. And... It was free at the Heinz History Center. It was when we got in. It was a free day. All day Sunday, we barely paid, you know, any money. We paid to eat. And we paid to park. park. But the History Center, was it five floors? Yeah. I want to say it was five floors, yeah. And it was interesting, too. It's probably more of the equivalent of the Cleveland History Center. Yes, Mr. Rogers was in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. He originated in Pittsburgh. Yes. Which uh, I didn't know until we till oh, that day. Yeah, I remember that. I knew that growing up, that Mr. Rogers' neighborhood was in Pittsburgh. He was actually from the city. Yeah. So, I, well, you, you would know that because you grew up there. Well, and I remember watching on PBS, which I assume that's where you would have watched Mr. Rogers. I didn't have a TV. Oh. Well, no. <laughs> We watched Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street. I remember as a kid watching those two I don't things. remember being able... To, I don't remember watching a lot of TV. So um, anyways, it was great seeing the studio. They had his studio there. Yeah. At the, the Heinz whole, History the Center. The whole thing. The whole set. It mm-hmm. was... And Heinz Ketchup is from Pittsburgh as well. Yeah. So, so they, that's a big thing in the city is like we don't eat ketchup that's not Heinz. Paul tried to tell me one time we he was at the grocery store and he sent me a Snapchat of Hunts like it was in the cart. And I was like, if you plan to come back home ever, you will put that back on the shelf and you will get the correct ketchup. Well, there is a different taste. Yeah, and we Heinz is a Pittsburgh product and I grew up on Heinz. Their amusement park there, Kennywood one year went to Hunts and there was a big to-do about it. You do not mess with the Heinz ketchup in Pittsburgh. I'm just telling you. It's a big thing. So there was a big history about the ketchup in there, too, and the pickling process and the canning process. Heinz did not just make ketchup. Back in the day, oh, they yeah. made beans. They made all kinds of stuff. True. All of that is true. So... It was very interesting. I enjoyed my time there. We went to the gift shop. We did go to the gift shop. I purchased... I wanted to get something for Theo. Yes. I got him a pickle hat. Hmm. You don't even like pickles. He loves pickles, though. Who doesn't? I don't like pickles. I don't either. I love pickles. But Theo loves pickles, so I got him a little pickle hat for the winter time. Oh, you know what they had there? I do want to mention... They had the racer car. Oh, and we took we took our picture in, yes. in that. The racer is a roller coaster in Kennywood, and there are two tracks, two cars, much like the Gemini, but it's all wooden, and the two trains race each other. The cool thing about the racer is they you'll leave the station with the blue car on the left and the red car on the right, And when you come back into the station, somehow they cross tracks and the blue car is on one side and the red car is on the other side. Oh. Yeah. So anyways. That was our last adventure. And then we drove home. And that ended at about, I don't know, 2.30. So we did all of this stuff 
in just over 24 hours. We did. And then we drove home safely. Yeah. On the turnpike, it's easy drive. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed myself. Yeah, it was a good time. I'm enjoying these girls' weekends that we've been doing. And I, well, I look forward to doing it again. Because there are some places that you guys mentioned that I would like to go and visit. Yeah. So, for sure, I want to do those things and have more fun. So, I look forward to it. And I hope you all look forward to hearing more about our... Adventures. Adventures and on-the-road adventures. Yes. So... Please follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, make sure to check us out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And to become a supporter of this podcast, please click on the link in our Spotify bio. Follow us on our social media channels. And tag us whenever you go to visit any of the places that we have been to. Or reach out to us and let us know where you would like us to go next. Please do. So as always, thanks for listening. Until next time. Heidi and Tony Explore Cleveland was created and produced by Heidi Johnson and Tony Gambino. Please contact us if you are a listener and have suggestions of where we should go next. Or if you're a local business and you would like us to visit and share our experience, please email us at exploringclevelandht at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to the content creators and not the business, organization, affiliates, or their employees. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. All rights reserved.